You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Marnie. Marnie, welcome to Becoming Me. Great to be here. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I just feel like we're warrior sisters already. You are amazing, (laughs) for sure. You know, I would love to just kick off our time together with you introducing yourself. Like, who is Marnie? Oh, you know what? I am 60 years old this year. And Happy birthday early. Thank you. No, I just turned 60. And, <gasps> and it's so weird to be 60 because there's so much life that has gone by and so much life ahead yet. So many experiences. And I love, I love your show because it's becoming. And it's like you never stop becoming. My yes. mother-in-law is 97 years old. Wow. And a couple of years ago, she said to me, she goes, I think I have learned more about God this year than I have any other time in my whole life. He doesn't quit. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So I'll just give you a couple little teeny things. First of all, in my position as mentor to gals and leaders around the world, I literally have thousands of best friends. Wow. Like what kind of joy is that, right? It's amazing. Um, and my name, my parents didn't know this, but my name actually is Marnie Joy. And Marnie in Hebrew means joyful. So my name actually means joyful joy. That's How awesome. fun is that? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. We homeschooled our kids from K to 12. And in the middle there, my husband bought a restaurant that I managed. And then wow. he bought a retail store that I managed. I wrote 13 books, started womenspeakers.com, traveled all around the world. I actually, one time, Emily, I got to solo circumnavigate the globe, which means I started at home and I went all the way around the whole world. I spoke 26 times at six conferences in different countries and I did it all by myself. Well, oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow. I have done a lot in these 60 years so far. I can't wait to see what's coming next. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love that so much. And I love your take on becoming because it's so true. We Mm. never stop becoming like you're a hundred percent right. And I just can't wait to see what God continues to write in your story. That's amazing. So speaking of story, I would love for you right now to just take some time and unpack your story. Like what has made Marnie who Marnie is? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little background and then we're going to play a little game here, Emily. Okay. 
I love it. I love games. This is fun. Okay. All right. So I actually was born second in a family of six, uh, four girls, no boys. And my parents were God lovers. They loved God and they loved each other and they loved us. And what a joy to be able to be raised in that environment and to learn from an early age what the love of God actually looks like. Uh, They were super strict. Nobody we knew was more strict than our parents. Wow. (laughs) But they loved us and they protected us. And they were just trying to do what God was calling them to do. And so one of the things that really had a huge impact in my life is that my mom loved scripture and she had us memorize verses from the time I can remember. I can remember being a little girl and I would stand in her bedroom. I can remember standing in front of her dresser and she'd be behind me and I would be jumping up and down trying to say my five verses for the week so I could go out and play. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I have hundreds of verses memorized and entire passages that come to my heart and come to my mind as life goes by. So I have I have a lot of huge advantages facing hardships, but hardships I have faced. So my list is pretty long, um, but it's not it's not as bad as some people I know. Um, but I have survived fires and floods, a tornado, hurricane, flood. Um, I already said floods. Um, we had uh, burglaries in our businesses. We actually at, at our restaurant and at our store both we had cars actually literally run into the buildings. Um, actually, one ran right into the gas line, um, and then uh, we had business setbacks that were just where we thought we were going to go bankrupt. We have had sudden death in the family, head injury in the family, cancer in the family. Uh, So when you walk with Jesus, even when you know him really well and you love him and trust him in everything, life still happens. Yeah. And the purpose of everything, no matter what comes into our life, is to grow our dependence on Jesus. And so as all these things happen, guess what? I've grown a lot in dependence on Jesus. And I have this diagram that I do that when, um, when a parent, when you bring your baby into the world, they start not being able to do anything. And your goal as a parent is to help them to grow into independence of you so that they can help provide for the world needs, right? We all support each other through taxes and through generous uh, contributions to charities. And that's the goal of a parent. But God's the other way around. When we come to God, we come with an independent spirit that says, I don't need you. I can do it myself. We learned that by age two. Me do it myself. No, no, no. And so God gets us and we're so independent. And his job is to teach us to be dependent on him so that we can fully experience the joy of knowing Christ and being loved by him. So all of these hard things that have happened are all for the purpose of me being more dependent so that he can flow through me. One of the books I wrote, um, most recent books I wrote is called uh, Flow Through Vessel. And it talks about how we're not supposed to be Uh, well, everybody thinks here's my water. So everybody thinks that we're supposed to come up with the water that's in the glass. We're not, we're supposed to be the straw. (laughs) 
<laughs> and other people come along and they suck on our lives, right? And we say, I'm dry. I don't have anything left. They have sucked me dry. I'm out of gas, whatever we say. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that when we are mm-hmm. firmly planted into the water of his word, into the life of Christ, mm-hmm. when people suck on our lives, they don't get us, they get him. Yeah. Wow. And so when I pull that out, and I move that into my own anger, my own sadness, my own bitterness, my own brokenness, whatever. That's what they get. They get broken, sad, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have this beautiful opportunity that as hardships come into our life, we can press into God or we can push him away. Yeah. Wow. That is such a powerful illustration. And you're so right. Like, And I love how you've even shown that diagram of we really need to be in dependence on God and he's yes. the one who fills us up. That's powerful. Yeah. So you mentioned we're going to play a little game. I'm <laughs> ready. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Which story would you like? Would you like the bean story, the airplane story, or let's see another story. Let's uh, go with the mower story. Which one would you like? <laughs> I'm going to go with the mower story. Mower story. Yes. So um, in about 1997, it was definitely 1997, uh, God was asking me to do something that I didn't have time to do. I figured it would take me about 10 hours a week to Mm -hmm. do the commitment, but I didn't have 10 hours a week. And so I kept saying, okay, yes, but what do you want me to get rid of? So uh, he kept saying, no, just do it. And after a while, it wouldn't go away. And I knew I needed to say yes. I wanted to say yes. And so I just thought, well, finally, I just decided apparently time is of no consequence to you because I don't have time to do this. And yet you're calling me to do it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put away my watch and my clocks, and I'm just going to let you order my days. So I did. And all we had was we had the clock beside Dave's bed, my husband, and we had the microwave clock and there were no other clocks in the house. So, um, it was pretty traumatic actually at first. Um, it was like, uh, I would, I would listen for God to wake me up and then he would wake me up. I thought, and then I would get up and I would take a shower and I would go and I would sit in my prayer chair and I would have a quiet time with God, but it was still dark and pitch black and everybody was still asleep. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what to do now. So I'd walk into the kitchen and I'd look at the microwave and it'd say 2:24 AM. I'd be like, Oh man, I don't know how to do this without a clock. I don't, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. so, so it was like six weeks and I had to literally learn how to listen to Jesus. Mm. But then even during that time, it was so exciting. And even still today, it's very exciting. But um, one of the days early on, I was getting ready to go downtown to the post office in the bank, and I needed to do it before they closed. And I knew that the time in the afternoon was running out. So I I was getting my stuff together to go downtown. and, um, And the thought just came to me, mow the lawn. And I thought, right now? And I thought that can't be right because I'll miss the bank and the post office. If I do that, I need to go. And so I just kept going. And then it came again, mow the lawn. And I was like, why would I mow the lawn right now? I could do that anytime, but the bank and the post office is going to close. But it came again, mow the lawn now. And I thought, you know what? 
I'm just going to mow the stupid lawn. So I get the mower out and I got it started. And our house, the way it was, our, our garage was in the back. And so I took the mower around the outside edge of the yard, the outside edge of the yard. Then this coming up this way on the front street. And as I was coming up on the front street, um, uh, I went down to the end and then I turned around to come back and do that whole thing again, you know, back and forth. So I'm coming back and here comes a lady on a bicycle. And she hops off her bicycle and she said, Marnie, I'm so glad I caught you. So I stopped the mower and I said, how are you? And she said, I'm good. I was wondering about Awana. Do you know anything about Awana? And Awana is a kids ministry and our church hosted it and it was going to start pretty soon. And I told her all about it. And she said, I think I want my kids in Awana this year. And so we've ended our conversation. I start the mower. I go back around. I put the mower in the garage. I get my purse. I go downtown. I make it to the bank and the post office and come back in time. So there I could tell you story after story. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite stories um, about time mm -hmm. was I was uh, on the way out the door to a piano lesson for my daughter. And you know, piano lessons, you are there on time or you just miss the time. They don't have time to let you be late because they've got another mm -hmm. student coming, right? So uh, we were on the way out the door. As I walked past the front of the house to the back door and the kids were already headed out, um, I saw a car pull up wow. and I was like, uh oh. What do I do? And this was especially intense because the lady who was driving the car that pulled up, her daughter had just two weeks before been hit and killed wow. in an accident. And I knew that if I stopped right then, we would miss the other. And it was like, what do you do when you have to do two things at once? Like you have to do two things at once, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, God, what should I do? And he said, go ahead and talk to her. It'll be okay. So I called the kids back in and I said, I want you to just be ready. The minute I call you, you be ready to go, but you can do whatever you want till then. I go out, I greet her on the front. I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? We hug, we cry. We sit down on the porch and we talk for about five minutes probably. And she looks at her watch and she said, oh my goodness, I'm late. I've got to go. Thank you so much. She goes running down the front walk. I go running out the back walk. I get the kids, we get in the van go over to the piano teacher's house. We get to the door. We're late now. We get to the door. She opens the door of her home. She's holding her baby and she just shaking her head. She said, Marnie, you are never late. But today, right when it was time to start the piano lesson, the baby did a big mess. I have been cleaning up baby poo this whole time. I'm so glad you were late. Oh my goodness. This has happened over and over that God knows how much time we need. We don't even have a clue. Mm -hmm. We think we know, but we do not know. We do mm -hmm. not know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and what's powerful, even about both of the stories that you shared with time and we're faced with that decision, that crossroads of you have to do two things at once. And, and when you obey mm -hmm. and you listen to that nudge from God, you don't miss out on whatever it was mm -hmm. that you think. I mean, even for hearing from both of yours, you didn't miss out on the bank. You didn't miss out on the you piano don't. lesson. You experienced fully what God intended for you in that day. That's powerful. And a lot of um, times it doesn't look like we think it's going to look yeah. like I might think I missed out on something, but in the end, I got exactly, I have this picture in my head based on Ephesians 2.10, which says we are created in the image of Christ, created for the good works that he prepared in advance for mm -hmm. us to do. Okay. And I always say, you know, when he strung together your 3 billion base pair of DNA, 3 billion making you, you, 
He did it in a particular way. And, you know, you just look at this one inch of your body. That's just your thumbprint that can acquit you of a crime in a court of law, that one little inch of you. So you are so unique. I mean, it's just incredible. And God created you knowing exactly the works that he had for you. And so it's our joy, our challenge, our process, becoming us to Mm -hmm. figure this out, you know, to let him show us what it is that he put on planet earth to do. I I have this uh, little thing I say, the bicycle that won the race was feeling pretty good about himself until he saw a race car drive by. And the race car that won the Indy 500 was feeling really great until he saw an airplane go over head. And the airplane was flying high and feeling powerful and fast until it saw a rocket go by. And the rocket was like, yes, I'm out of here until it saw a star. Hmm. See, he created you with a specific purpose in mind. And if you're trying to be or compete with somebody that is a different purpose, a different makeup than you. It's never going to satisfy. It's always just going to be depressing. No matter how fast the bike can go, it will never be a star, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or any of the other things. And so I think that this, this concept, Emily, that you're doing of becoming you is so critically important for us to recognize. And I, in the past few years, I have this picture of a tape, like a wedding table at a wedding of gifts piled high. And this table has gifts piled high for me that Mm. God created, planned, wrapped for me with my name on it. Mm. Maybe it wouldn't thrill anybody else, but it was me that he was thinking of when he put that gift table together. And every morning I get up and I run to that table and I'm like, what do I get to open today? And as the time has gone by, Emily, the table went from being one table piled high to tables in both directions. I cannot see the end of them. I get to do this for the rest of my life. That's just what he's inviting us into. And I'm just telling you that the more independent you are from him, the less you see the joy he has available independence. It feels like he's shutting you down, but he's not. He's opening you up to everything he created you to delight in Mm. and to rejoice in and to do for him. I love that. That image that you just Mm. shared about the gift tables is powerful. (laughs) Like, thank you for sharing that. Um, You know, Marty, I have a question for you. Are you a coffee drinker? I don't drink coffee at all. No. Do you drink tea or are you just like a water drinker? Water. Okay. So Hey, that's cool. You are much healthier than me. I definitely have like three cups of coffee a day. So I need to, I need to do more of the water, but if you were having a cup of water with someone else on their own becoming journey, Mm -hmm. what would you say to encourage them? Hmm. Well, uh, it depends on the person actually. Um, So I don't just have a stock line. I think probably my most famous saying that I say all the time is there's time to do everything God wants you to do. There isn't time to do everything. There isn't time to do everything good. There isn't time to do everything everybody else thinks you should do. And there's not even time to do everything you want to do. But because God is God, there is definitely time to do everything he created you to do. And that's where the joy is going to be. And I've even taken that further now, you know, there are the resources to do everything God created you to do. There is the help to do everything God created you 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, but it looks so different. I mean, I mentor people mm-hmm. who are so rich. I can't even stand it. I mean, it's like, I don't even understand it actually. And then I mentor on, uh, other people who are so poor. Mm-hmm. They have absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, just today, mm-hmm. I read a letter um, that a group of teachers was resigning from a mm-hmm. from an orphanage school because they hadn't been able to pay their wages and they couldn't pay their rent. And so they had to stop. Wow. And, and when I responded, I just said, I have no words. Hmm. All I have is this. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked like a total failure. Hmm. And I believe that's how you must feel today. Hmm. But he wasn't. And you are not. Wow. Those are some powerful words of encouragement. Like, thank you for sharing that. You know, if somebody wanted to connect with you, they wanted to read your books, they wanted to learn more about mentorship and becoming one of your friends, where can people connect (laughs) with you? Just my name, Marnie.com. I started doing this so long ago that I just got my first name. How's that? (laughs) I love that. That is awesome. That is so good. And we will have the link in the show notes too, so y'all can easily connect with Marnie, but you can't forget Marnie.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming, yeah. and then empowering and encouraging us to become who God made yeah. us to be too. I really appreciate it. And I'm cheering <laughs> you on big time. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for having me here. And I love what you're doing, Emily. And you have just a beautiful, God just shines through you. Let's say it like that. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. You are kind. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.